Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, it's Wednesday, and that's not the usual day that I release a podcast. But this week, I got to be a guest on Nanny ABC's podcast with Danny Rosenthal, and it was so much fun, and we thought it would be fun to share the episode into each other's feeds. So this episode is the one that Danny released on Nanny ABC's podcast feed. I highly encourage you to go check out Danny's podcast, Nanny ABC's podcast, because it is full of really great uh, resources and advice and takeaways that you can use right then. So go check it out. The link is in the show notes. Um, And I hope that you enjoy this bonus episode. Welcome to Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast, a series of interviews and monologues featuring the leaders of the at-home child care industry created to elevate agencies, caregivers, and the families they serve. Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast is here to provide you with the child care industry best practices to be clear, concise, and immediately applicable. Here's the host, Danny J. Nanny, author, speaker, and creator of the Next Step System for Agencies. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast with me, Danny J. Nanny. And this week, our special guest is Martha Tyler, host of the Chronicles of Nanny podcast, which you should just start listening to as soon as this podcast is over. Martha has been a nanny in Chicago for over eight years. Martha has her master's in education from the University of Tennessee. She is currently studying to become a family counselor at Northeastern Illinois University and continues her love of helping families provide care for their littlest members. This entire episode is immediately applicable, which means this entire podcast is the steps to elevate your nanny self. Unlike other episodes where I talk about what you can start doing today at the end, we're doing it the entire show. So listen close and don't miss anything. Without further ado, here's our show. Thank you everyone for joining us on Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast. I'm here with maybe my new favorite person of all time, Martha, nanny extraordinaire, host of Chronicles of Nanny podcast. Everyone should just listen. Actually, let, let's just say if you're listening to this right after this, that's what you should listen to. So awesome. I'd love to, to welcome you. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. I love talking to you so much. We were just on her podcast. Again, Chronicles of Nania. You should just listen to that. If you really are not liking this podcast, listeners, just stop listening to this. And just start listening to that one. I think we should well, we should listen to both. We were just talking about team building. Yes, you should it, listen to both. Yes, everyone. Yes, I will just we want to empower everyone all the time. Yeah. If if ever if one of us is succeeding, we're all succeeding. That's at least what I think. I'm pretty sure it's true. But I'm, I am too. 
It could not be Ri- rising tides raise all boats or something. Yeah. Isn't like, there an expression like that? I don't know. I'm not that well read, but I would like to be. And if that is an expression and people know that, they should email us. Yeah. Let us know that that's actually an expression. I'm sure it is. I'm not I'm just playing, but I don't think I I don't think I got it word perfect. So email email us the word perfect version of that expression, please. Yeah. Where should people email you at? Chronicles of Nania. And Nania is spelled N-A-N-N-Y-A at gmail.com. See? Nice. I implore people to definitely just listen <laughs> to Chronicles of Nania. It it's probably this is again biased, I will say but it's probably the best nanny podcast there is. It Could that be untrue? No, I don't think so. It must be. <laughs> what do you have? Um, I think that your episode will be my 133rd. That's amazing. Yeah, it's how been you, so fun. How have you not lost steam doing it? Because there's so much in the nanny world like there's so many aspects to nannying, right? Like to to be a nanny is to be in other people's homes, which then brings in the world. Like the entire world is brought into people's homes because it's it's just everything. It's like life. And it, so there's there's never an end to the things that I want to know about. See, that's the quote that people are going to be using and referring to. The nannying is life. That's amazing. I love that. Well, I want to talk to you about positive discipline and emotional regulation for children. I guess it could apply to adults too. Does it apply? See? Yeah, it really does. So um, could we just get into it and talk about it? Yeah. Okay. So positive discipline, how does that affect the day? Like, what do you do? Like, how can someone just start noticing that there's something that they could be doing extra to help? Yeah. So with positive discipline, one of the, like, one of my mantras going into the day is like, how can I set the child up for success? So one of the tenets of positive discipline is that every child is doing the best that they can. Yeah. Right. They're, they're all trying their best. Like the job, the work of the child is one play and two to make connections with other humans. Like that's their, that's their work. Um, and so they're really trying. There, there are very, very, very few children who are not absolutely trying their hardest all the time. Yeah. Um, and the chances that you are nannying for one of the children that is not trying their hardest is slim to none. So go in with the assumption that the child is trying their hardest. So then it becomes, if something goes awry, if they're making choices that are not safe, if they're making choices that um, push your buttons, um, what? how can you help set them up for success to make safer choices, to make choices that are more centered on connection and less on 
pushing buttons, but also know that part of the job of the child is to push your buttons. Nice. So in a way, if they're pushing your buttons, they're doing a good job of work. Yeah, they're doing yeah. their work. Nice. They're, they're figuring out their boundaries. Yeah. And it's your job as the nanny or parent uh, to make sure that it's going in the direction best, right? Yes. Yes. What is something maybe you see uh, often that people do, maybe not incorrectly, but like, well, like, like timeouts is like, what is there? What is your philosophy around that? Yeah, that's a a really great question. Um, I do time ins, so oh, I yeah, I'm going right there. <laughs> I don't believe in timeouts um, because I I know as a child, for me, and also every child I've ever met, nobody ever goes and sits in the chair or their room or whatever, and is like, yeah, Martha was right. I shouldn't have hit Timmy. I'm going to do better next time. Nobody thinks that. They're like, next time, I'm going to hit Timmy so hard that he can't tell Martha about it. Um, You know, like, they they don't sit there and actually think and do productive things. So, one, step one, if, if you have been using timeouts, step one is when that when it gets to that boiling point where you would use a timeout, you have to get them emotionally regulated again. Because what has happened is that they flipped their lid, they're all in their prefrontal cortex, they literally cannot think cognitively when they're in that state. So you have to get them back down to an emotional level where they can learn. Um, because when a child is emotionally dysregulated, they cannot learn. Like wow. science tells us that. Yeah. So step one is like, that's why I do time ends is I'm like, we have to connect and bring you back down to an emotional level where then we can talk about what happened and then we can move forward. Um, So I think that that's one of the biggest things that I see that makes me go, ooh, because I think, and not to say that if you are a nanny that uses timeouts or working for a family, because I've worked for a family before that used, one, two, three magic, which yeah. the whole thing of that is like, it, it ends with some time apart. Yeah. Um, and so when I was with that family, I used their method because that's what we do. Right. Yeah. As nannies. Um, and so, but I never sent a child to time yeah. out with one, two, three magic. We got there before yeah. that. So, Yeah. So I think that that's the biggest thing is that you have to understand that they cannot learn from their mistake if they are angry, if they are sad, if they are fearful for their safety. So how do you bring a child when they're in that state back down to, uh, yeah, how how do you bring them back down emotionally? Yeah, so one of the best ways is um, that you cannot 
remain angry. You cannot remain in your prefrontal cortex if you're thinking of solid, tangible things. So I often will, I'll ride the wave of it because like if they're sobbing, (laughs) right, then it's like, do you want a hug? Do you want me to sit next to you? Things like that. Um, Or reflecting their feelings back at them. So Mm. I can see you are so upset right now. You are so sad that, uh, that Timmy took your toy and it made you really angry. So reflecting the emotion until their breathing is like decently regulated, because when their breathing's decently regulated, they're still in their prefrontal cortex, but they're, um, they're coming back down. They've ridden the crest of the wave. So then once their breathing is more regulated, then I start being like, can you find something in the room that's purple? Or whatever their favorite color is. Both of my nanny kids right now, their favorite color is purple. Um, Wow. Yeah, me too. Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so, or whatever color. And then I do, I, I usually will do colors for as long as it takes until I see that they're back with me. And you can feel that um, with practice. You can feel when they are back. And then I say, hey, I really want to talk about what happened. Um, And if you want more information about particularly conflict, I do have an episode of Chronicles of Nania about conflict resolution, and it's very, very good um, talking through conflict resolution. So I'm not going to go into all of that. But then once they are back emotionally regulated, that's when like the work can begin for you and the child um, and the other child involved, because they also need help in that moment too. Um, So Yeah. yeah. That kind of reminds me, maybe you could tell me where this fits in, but I would do this thing uh, when I was a camp counselor of telling kids that they're not in trouble. And like when I'm going to like ask them like what happened, I would just first tell them, be like, you're not in trouble. I just want to know what happened there. And that always changed. um, Like it could just, it was palpable what was changing from this kid being defensive to being like, okay, Danny's going to listen to my side of the story and the verdict is not chosen already. And it's how trouble, how much trouble am I going to be in? Is that like a part of like what you're saying here? Yeah, definitely. It's really, really important when you're doing that conflict resolution that everybody knows that they are going to get a turn and that we have to listen to everyone that's talking. So a lot of times I will start it with Timmy. I am, I'm, I want to hear what you have to say, but we're going to talk to Josh first about what happened. So Josh, can you tell me what happened? Timmy, you and I are going to listen without interrupting Josh. And then when Josh is done, um, I think I'm trying to remember exactly the steps because, you know, in the moment, a lot of times, but I think then, then you go to Temi and then you summarize what they each said, but the step might be, and listen to the episode and <laughs> correct me from past me, the step might be that you reflect back at Josh, then go to Temi, reflect back at Temi, then summarize. I can't remember. Wow. That was 
this information, I have to say, is very much like you've just told me a whole book about conflict resolution already. Like that, I've definitely seen a parent do this with their own kids before. And I'm like, oh my goodness, uh, Martha just read this book for me right now to my face. That's so impressive. I didn't even realize what was happening, but now like it's all making a lot of sense. And I know that this mother read a lot of books on parenting. So I'm sure this is like by the book. That was amazing. Uh, When it comes to like emotional regulation, uh, how did, so you were saying like tangible, thinking of tangible things, uh, like what is it that does that, that takes you out of your prefrontal cortex? Yeah, so it puts you back in your amygdala, I think. I'm trying to remember my child development class. But um, what it does is, so it's the same idea behind grounding techniques, right? And I feel like that's very like buzzy right now of grounding techniques, but my goodness, do they work? Um, And so another thing that I will do with older kids um, is the five, four, three, two, one. So I will say when we're trying to get back to emotional regulation, I will say, can you name five things that you can see? Can you name four things that you can hear? Can you name three things that you can touch? Two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. And by it gets you out of, um, those big emotions and back into your body so that you can then think cognitively because when your brain is so focused on protecting you, it, it can't take in new information. It, it's not as, as the plasticity is gone in your brain, um, in the whole brain child, Daniel Siegel and um, Tina Bryson Pierce. uh, No, Tina Payne Bryson. There we go. Uh, They write about the upstairs brain and the downstairs brain. And so that's their lingo for prefrontal cortex and then the rest of the brain. And so when a child is in their upstairs brain, they call it like flipping their lid and they talk about how you have to bring them back downstairs to do the work. Does this work on like, I'm thinking like maybe like manic tendencies or other things that are not an outburst of rage or an, or like something of complete sadness. There's like other things where this could be really helpful. I'm thinking for myself of sometimes I have like an overactive mind. I'm thinking, wow, should I be doing this five, four, three, two, one when I just feel like I have so many things that I could be doing or what I have, like what I'm thinking so fast, kind of like so fast sometimes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's, it's great for, um, when you are feeling that, like, I call it being like sucked into a whirlpool, like in your brain, when you're just like, I can't, like I'm grabbing for things. I don't know. Like I, I don't feel grounded. So then like, grounding techniques are perfect for that and there are a lot i i really like the five four three two one 
Um, there's also like just breathing, just focusing on your breath. Um, it's also amazing for anxiety. And I, I know that we already as nannies saw a lot of anxiety. I am here to tell you that with COVID, we're about to see a lot more anxiety in children. Um, this is, this is going to be affecting children for a very, very, very long time. Um, for them to get picked up on a school day in March and then not see their friends for six months, maybe longer in person, that is going to stir up a lot of anxiety for kids and, and other big feelings. And so grounding techniques are a wonderful way of when you're feeling out of balance to help restore that balance. And I think that nannies benefit from it too. Yes. A lot because we are in people's homes. There's a lot of emotion flying around in there. Um, that's where kids and their parents can both can be themselves. Yeah. And sometimes when we take off the armor of the outside world, um, what's underneath is it stirs up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was just thinking about how uh, when I'm training nannies that I tell them like when it's when your shift is over, like go home. And I realize that that's because like it at that moment, magically, the house becomes the family's house 100 percent again and is no longer your work. And the family needs it to be theirs. Not if they invite you for dinner and all the whatever things like stay and hang out and have fun. And maybe they love your company so much, but there's definitely uh, something there of it being yours. I guess it's kind of maybe like when you throw a party and you're ready for people to leave when it's over. Uh, they're like you, you want to take the house back. So it's important to, to give yourself as a nanny that room as well to make sure that you're not, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe like bringing yourself down by sticking around too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause even if you think, even if you're like, but I'm friends with my nanny family. Yes. And <laughs> you're also their employee and yeah. just really keeping that in mind that when those boundaries get muddy, I feel like that's when a lot of nannies run into trouble. Yeah. Um, and not saying that those boundaries can't blend, but just really checking in with yourself on like, are the boundaries blending in a way that is not good for my mental health? So yeah, yeah at the end of the day, go home. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm thinking of like when there's those arguments, they're going to have, like if you stay and the family is so not used to you leaving this time that they revert to where they feel most comfortable and now things start happening that the parents might not want you to see. They might not want to see, they might not want you to see how they parent in those situations. It might be embarrassing for them and that would be a giant blur of those lines that you might not notice, but it's definitely going to start impacting because of those boundaries are now uh, in a much more 
uh, uncertain place because now you've made that bond. You've seen it. You've seen how they do it. And I don't know. I just, I can see why it is so important to go home. Uh, You said uh, before we talked that people should read the whole brainchild. And you mentioned that a little bit. What is in the whole brainchild that is so beneficial? It breaks down everything I'm talking about in emotional regulation so beautifully. They include stories that like really help paint the picture of how to actually use these techniques. Um, And they go into much more detail than I'm going to be able to go into here or ever because I have not been studying this for dozens of years like they have. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I learned, I'm not, I've read like three of their books. So sometimes I'm like, which came from which, but I do think the whole brain child is um, the best one to start with because it just has so much good information, especially about um, tantrums and, and like little T traumas, right. Of like, like they include a story about a child who was in a car accident with their nanny and yeah and they and the child like kept repeating the story of like I can't remember the nanny's name that they gave her but like let's say Abby like Abby went in the wee woo like the child like kept saying that and so although the child didn't seem affected by it the fact that they kept bringing up that their nanny went away in an ambulance is a clue that they were affected by it yeah, that I mean, off the bat, that's reminding me of I had a child who became very sick and he had to go to the hospital and he was there for several days. Oh. We came back for maybe like maybe three months, maybe more. He loved playing like hospital. Yeah. And that's him working through all of those things that happened to him until he gets to like a place where he's comfortable that it would all happen in that way. It was very traumatizing, but I didn't realize that until now. I mean, I knew that it was not good, but right. I didn't realize that him playing it out is uh, coping and yeah. making the, turning that experience into something else instead of what it was on the terrifying side. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they, like, that's just one example of the gold that is in this book. Like, it is just chock full of really, really helpful um, advice and, and like, all scientifically based. Like, yeah. they, they back up their work with, like, research studies. Well, anybody that listens to this podcast knows how much I love action steps and doing things immediately applicable as we mentioned at the top of this podcast, all the time. So I'm glad that that's such a valuable resource. Thank you for bringing that to my attention and everybody else that listens to this. I, that's so important. So people should go out and get that book because they're going to yeah. benefit. Yeah. Um, I just want to go over the things that uh, some of what we talked about so people know exactly what they can start doing. So get the whole brainchild. Uh, before that even, I'll say... Pre number one, really number one. Listen to Martha's podcast, Chronicles of Nania. You should. <laughs> Thank you. Martha is incredible. She's an incredible resource. 
like the fact that you put all these episodes together and that's cataloged for anyone to listen to and to start learning and being a part of a community. There's so many benefits to what you're doing. I can't thank you enough. You're like a staple in, in the community. I don't think you even realize how important and influential you are. You should be speaking at conferences. That's thank you. I have I have been speaking at conferences sometimes. See? See? Boom. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I will say this, that if you visit www.chroniclesofnania.com, um, there is like a um, by subject list of episodes. So if you're like, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. Um, and I'm still working on getting it all up there because it takes a lot of time to like yeah go through and decide where everything should go, which my mom helped me with. And thank you, mom. Um, Shout out to mom. Yes. Love my mom. Um, But it's all there. So if you're struggling with something in particular, I think that that will help you. Because I understand like 133 episodes can feel overwhelming. Like, am I actually going to benefit from listening to all of those? Maybe not, but there are some that will, because like there's one that's like wine pairings. Like I had a friend that was a sommelier and then I got days, uh, like Nanny's worst days on the job. And then yeah. my friend that's a sommelier paired the wine that they should drink when they get home or the drink that they should drink. See, if, if the amazing information uh, that you're giving Nanny's through your podcast isn't enough to suck people in knowing what wine they should pair with their horrible day, that's pure genius, and you're way underselling how important that episode is to everybody. Yes, it was It was a really fun... He also, my friend that's a sommelier, when he came over, he did bring very fancy champagne while we recorded that episode, and it was really fun. So yeah, that helps. It sure does. Um, so yes, listen to Chronicles of Nania. And then also listen to this podcast because I, I think that this is a really important resource too. Oh, shucks. I, I hope so. I hope it will be. I hope it yeah. is. More people are enjoying yeah. it. So then uh, get the whole brainchild, which we've mentioned numerous times. So that's locked in your heads. Then remember the kids are doing the best that they can and definitely give them the benefit of knowing that they're not trying to do, they're not trying to be uh, hard to handle if that's it or annoying if they're talking to you too much they want to talk to you they love you right so remember that they're doing the best they can then we, we didn't really mention this one but it's so important that oh, you I mean I think it's almost undervalued I hope everybody knows this already it should be one of those things that you just know but get below their eye level when you talk to them why is that so important Um, It actually helps with emotional regulation. Um, So if you are below their eye level, you are not seen as a threat. So they don't go into that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, um, or submit. There's debate on that. But there's actually more to fight or flight than we know. That's a whole other subject. Um, But they won't go into that state of like, um, anxiety and being fearful if you are below their eye level. Because if you think about it, like out in the wild, because we are yes. evolutionarily programmed, if something is above you and bigger than you, it's a threat. 
Yeah. Dogs so, roll over when they're submitting. And I believe yeah. in the third prequel to Star Wars, if you have the high ground, uh, you, you're winning. Like, you win. Yes. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> yes. But that it's so true. And so by getting down below their eye level, you are um, saying, I'm not a threat. It's the same thing that you were doing verbally by saying, you're not in trouble. I just want to figure out what happened. It's yeah. not, it's saying like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm, I'm here to help you by getting down below their eye level. Fantastic. Also with that, which I didn't yeah. write in the questionnaire thing, but um, if you have like kids that are fighting a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, especially like siblings that are fighting a lot. You can say, especially verbally fighting physically fighting you got to take care of that yeah differently but if they are verbally like throwing daggers at each other make the rule that they can fight whenever they want they just both have to be laying down on the ground not touching and they won't like all the steam gets taken out of their sails wow when you are laying down on the ground for similar reasons of like your body's like i i can't get in a fighting mode I'm laying down. Wow. That's mind blowing. I'm going to remember that. That's just how do I put this in a way that I don't get in trouble? Uh, that's relationship advice right there. It is. No, it definitely is because uh, I got it from uh, Tina Payne Bryson, who is the co-author yeah. of The Whole Brain Child. And she said she also does marriage counseling. And she's like, that's what I tell my uh, clients in between sessions. I'm like, out of the office, you can fight as much as you want. You just both have to be laying down. And she's like, ideally, you're both naked. Hmm. Nice. Because then you're cool. really, really vulnerable. Wow. That's crazy. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's a visual forever. Like, I mean, like, that's, that's going to stick in people's minds. That's helpful. Yeah. Do not ask your children to do it no. naked, though. No, don't do that. Don't do that's that. That's really now. This is that's where this becomes relationship advice and not child care. Yeah, this yeah. is just a little bit of free relationship advice. You're getting so much out of this podcast. This is really helpful for a lot of reasons. Way more than you thought. Who would have thought we'd mention uh, Star Wars? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, all right. The another, another thing that's so helpful is to think of tangible things or to like find tangible things when you're upset to bring yourself, to ground yourself back down. Because you, it's impossible, as you said, to, to be in that part of your brain. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a fun, like, neural workaround. Yeah. And knowing kind of uh, the science of that, just knowing that that's a science thing <laughs> uh, makes it more, uh, not appealing necessarily, but something that you can work with and use because you know that there's more to it than just that there's something magical about it. You, there's science there that helps you know that you can't stay in that part of your brain. That's great. And then to learn what triggers you and yeah. come up with your own, your, your coping skills to combat those. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times when we are working with children, we stir up our own inner child work that we have not done yet. And almost everyone has inner child work that they have not done yet. Even if you've been like, I've been in therapy for the past five years 
I'm still not done with my inner child work. Um, and so just knowing that things will probably get stirred up to with you, within you, working in other homes and with children. Um, my therapist talks about it like a lot of times if something happens, it's like you're going into a filing cabinet and every time anything like that, that has reminded you of that like icky feeling, that filing cabinet gets opened. <laughs> and then like all that stuff is in there, like Pandora's box, it all just comes out. And so that's a lot of the reasons why sometimes we're like, I, something is off. And then we, we do our coping mechanisms, um, which can be healthy or unhealthy. So yeah. I'm encouraging you to get, to gather your healthy coping mechanisms, like grounding exercises ahead of time, because when you are in that moment, when you're in that flipped lid state, you can't like come up with them. So have them in your toolbox, ready to go. I'm going to start doing the five, four, three, two, one. That was so helpful. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I, I so appreciate you giving us so much of your time. It was amazing. Thank you so much, Martha. Thank you, Danny. This was so fun. Uh, I, I just love it. I can't wait to listen to this and other of your episodes. Well, I want to remind everyone to go and listen to your podcast, Chronicles of Nania, and to go to your website, chroniclesofnania.com, and everything that we talked about will be in the show notes. And please get a hold of Martha or listen to her podcast. Do all both of those. Just It's not yeah. an or, it's an and. And, yeah. and thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this show, Martha. Thank you, Danny. If you would like to work directly with Nanny ABCs or add Next Step to your agency, go to nannyabcs.com to find out more and connect. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.